are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the audio-only sports talk app. Download the app today and join me next week to get in on the action. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. If you noticed, I did not post an episode yesterday, but instead I have posted two today. And er, today's earlier episode is an interview chat vent session that I did with my good friend Zach who is a diehard Buffalo Sabres fan and I wanted to just have him on to talk about his season and kind of talk about the parallels between Buffalo and Calgary's season. I think that it was a good episode and one where we both kind of air our grievances so be sure to check that out of course and let me know what you guys think of it. But we did not and have not talked about the Flames' loss Wednesday night against Edmonton. It was a 7-3 loss. And we all know that that is unacceptable regardless of who the coach is and things like that. And I'm not entirely sure how or why the Flames just give up that many goals. It seems to be a frequent happening this season, and it's... Very frustrating. I will have to go back and see how many seven-goal games that they've they've uh, had and things like that. But Daryl Sutter. So let me rewind. I did not watch the game. I was diagnosed with a double ear infection and sinus infection that day. So I was like, I'm gonna take the night off, and I did just that. Um, I suppose I picked a good night to take off, but I am in disbelief at the game. Markstrom was not pulled, which I think is such an odd approach to things. And Daryl Sutter said, I don't pull goalies. And I don't think many coaches look at that and take that approach. I think, um, you know, a lot of them will pull the goalie and kind of save them from their own embarrassment. But we know that teams have to operate efficiently and it's not just the defense that has to do that. It is the offense as well. And the Flames had four penalties and they, oh my gosh, they were scored on three of those four times and that is embarrassing. And... It's just not acceptable, and I think that we've all kind of come to that conclusion regardless, and the power plays in the division are, you know, really good, and the power play units are there. So it's interesting to see the approach that Sutter takes tonight, and we'll touch on that in the next segment, but we all know that the Flames are better than this, and I'm hoping that they do bounce back against the Leafs. I mean, the Leafs are the top team in their division, in the North Division. So it is a little intimidating going up against them after such a disgraceful performance. 
But I'm hoping that, you know, having Thursday and Friday off, just kidding, today's Friday. (laughs) This is the first set in a back-to-back, but I'm hoping that having Thursday off kind of gave them time to recalibrate and get their stuff together so they can win and at least come out and put on a show that is not as pathetic as the one that many of us saw on Wednesday. But coming up next, we will be, you know, talking about the projected lines and things like that for tonight's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. But first, we are going to talk about BetOnline AG. BetOnline AG is the one place that has you covered and the one place that we trust for all your sports betting needs. Head on over to betonline.ag and sign up today for a free account and use promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Locked On Flames continues. Don't forget to follow the show on your favorite platforms. The puck drops tonight at 5 p.m. Mountain Time tonight against Toronto. And Markstrom gets the start. And Sutter says that there's no changes on the starting lines. He also says that uh, the team is playing fine, five on five, which is reassuring. But that also kind of leads many of us back to the assumption of should these special teams coaches be fired or should they have been fired with Jeff Ward? What can we do on that front of things? And I'm sure that we will see a little bit of change on the units and maybe the penalty kill units as well. I know that uh, not having Nordstrom in the lineup is a big deal for the penalty kill. And, you know, obviously... Nordstrom is not a very effective forward, but his play on the penalty kill is its good. That's his time to shine, and I think that we are seeing his, uh, you know, the, we're noticing his absence now. Wayne Simmons returns to the lineups for the Leafs after suffering a break earlier this season, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes for him. And like I said, I always worry about going up against Toronto simply because of how good they are. And I know that teams do falter throughout the season. And most of these teams probably want to eat Calgary alive because they are not scared of them. Especially when you allow seven goals in your last game. So it's just a little bit embarrassing and worrisome. I know that the Flames have taken three of four points from Toronto before, so... It's not necessarily a bad thing to be scared. Maybe they're going to come out and shock us. Anderson is in net tonight, and I would like to see a strong effort from the team, especially the special teams. But like I said, who knows? Matthew Kachuk, we're crossing our fingers for you, and just do something, please. Um... You know, I am not somebody who typically likes to rag on players. I think that it's important to praise the players more than anything, but it's a little concerning that he has not scored in what I think is 10 games now. I would like to see something different there. I'm not sure if the lines need to be shaken up, if he's dealing with something or what, but... I think that that needs to be addressed as soon as possible and maybe it's addressed tonight because I think that it's important for players to 
be consistent if they're playing on that top line. I don't necessarily think that he is going to be demoted to a bottom six or a mid six role, but I just I'm I'm interested to see if they shake things up a little bit and we will keep you posted. You can follow the podcast's Twitter account now at LO underscore flames underscore pod, where I will more than likely be live tweeting the game tonight and providing more in-depth coverage over there for, you know, obviously the live tweeting and things like that. But I am certainly scratching my head to see what Sutter does with the special teams. And coming up next, you know, it's a quickie today. We're going to be talking about the winners and losers of the week. But first, I'm going to talk to you about Built Bar. Y'all know how much I love Built Bar. They are a very generous company, and every day they have been talking about and hosting a bracket of their Built Bar flavors to see who, which flavor reigns supreme. So head on over to BuiltBar.com and vote, and use promo code LOCKEDON15 for your discount your 15% discount on your next order hey guys it's Jess don't forget to follow me on twitter at Jess Belmosto and the show's twitter account at flame at lo underscore flames underscore pod it's Friday it's our winners and losers of the week today and we're gonna talk about just how great things are (laughs) uh we have a long list of losers this week. So why don't I jump into that? But starting off, we have the NCAA. Why on earth is the biggest tournament in college basketball so incompetent? At March Madness, they have, you know, this bubble sort of thing going on. And the discrepancies between the men and women's facilities, meals, welcome packages is disgusting and unacceptable. The women's food looks like something you would get at a cafeteria in, you know, a hospital. While the men have these trays, trays upon trays of food that you can like pick from and it, it looks like higher quality food. They're weight room is um, a tiny corner in the gym with dumbbells that only go up to 30 pounds. And the NCAA released a statement saying, oh, um, it's because of space. And one of the players went on TikTok and said, no, 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 no. What they're not showing you is the other side of the gym that is absolutely available. And The players, I believe it was the players, they posted um, a side-by-side of the men's, like, welcome to the bubble kit versus the women's, and the men's had a bunch of branded clothes and swag and things like that, and 500-piece puzzles, and the women's box had a puzzle that was 150 pieces, (laughs) and, um, you know, next to nothing, it just made it look like a complete afterthought, and it was just unacceptable to have that. I think that it is a, it is an issue. And if it doesn't confuse you or upset you, why this is the standard for the biggest tournament in the league in basketball, college basketball is just, I I don't know. It's just, it has left me scratching my head and 
I'm appalled. I like this isn't even like some like woke BS. This is like I, I don't even know. Like why are they pouring so much money into the men's sports and not allocating the funds properly so they both feel welcome in the bubble, so they both have the same equipment, the, they both have the same meals. And this is a very big issue that they need to address, and it's just unacceptable. I really wish the best for, uh, you know, the women's tournament, and I'm so tired of it. I want women to succeed, and it's just incredibly discouraging to have this, and I want to support the uh, women's basketball teams without supporting the NCAA at this point because this is just beyond unacceptable. Um, Next up, the NHL. Last night, the Sabres and Bruins had their practice canceled because of a player entering COVID protocol. They still played their game last night. And then today it was announced that the game, uh, tomorrow's game would be postponed because, well, four more players went into COVID protocol. How stupid is this league sometimes? You know, you're setting your players up to fail. There's a safety issue there. There is nothing that why are they playing games when a player enters COVID protocol that day? Does not make any sense. But <laughs> I'm going to move on to our winner of the week, and that is Buffalo for firing their head coach after a 12-game losing streak. I don't have any more winners of this week because actually I lied. I'm crowning myself a winner because I finished all of my midterm exams. And I'm exhausted. <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another week of Locked on Flames and making history, show history last week. And hopefully we continue the uprise in the show and, you know, keep turning in a positive direction and becoming one of the biggest shows in Canada. But coming up next week, we will have, you know, a weekend recap of the games and any more news as we approach the trade deadline. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and the Flames account the podcast account is at LO underscore flames underscore pod. And don't forget to subscribe and listen to this show, share it with your friends, send it to your exes, do whatever it takes. (laughs) But I will chat with y'all on Monday. Bye-bye.